can very quickly learn how to connect with our heart, change that heart rate variability or heart rhythm pattern, which is going to change the message from the heart to the brain, change that stress trigger reaction and gives us higher cognitive function of how to approach the situation, maybe new solutions intuitively, or maybe just common sense. But it gives us that sense of self-empowerment and of taking charge or taking back control. That requires the heart. So HeartMath research on heart-brain synchronization, on heart rhythm coherence, on how that affects other people. We pick up each other's anger, frustration, or love. And so the research has been pretty extensive in all these areas. And we develop techniques, tools, and technology to facilitate people to be able to get more heart coherent. Yo, Ryan Hartley here, host of the Always Best Than Yesterday podcast. Welcome to the interview sessions where I put my curious questions to inspiring people. These interview sessions are brought to you by our great friends at Web Creation. Head to webcreationgroup.com for stunning websites at sensible prices. If this is the first time you've ever pushed play on our podcast, thank you for choosing to spend time together. My goal is simple, to leave you a little bit better than you were when you pushed play in your heart and in your mind. I am the founder of Always Better Than Yesterday and I believe that the more leaders like you that I can help lead with love, our teams, our organizations, our families, our communities will always be better than yesterday because love will meet us where we are and leave us that little bit better. Today on episode 135, I am joined by Dr. Deborah Rosman. I have been fascinated with the work of the HeartMath Institute for a number of months. It has come up a number of times with our previous guests. They've all referenced the power and the impact that the HeartMath Institute research has had on them their understanding and their work. We're talking the likes of John Gordon in the Energy Bus. We're talking Coach Matthew Busson with his uh, high performance um, exercise. We're talking uh, Dr. John O'Marrell. And um, it is absolutely a privilege and an honor to be joined by the HeartMath CEO, Dr. Deborah Rosman. We have an incredible conversation about the power of the heart, how the heart has a mind of its own, we talk about the um, the emerging science of neurocardiology, and it's it's a very very relevant conversation to us right now. We're going through um, very very challenging times, you know, in our in our uh, homes and our families and our and our leadership because because of the pressure that, that has been placed upon us in the last. 12 to 18 months with the global pandemic now is a time for us more than ever to connect with the power of our hearts and let it transform our health our well-being our leadership our performance our teams our families and i hope that you hear something in this next 35 to 40 minutes with dr deborah that inspires you in some way to get more into your heart enjoy my friends always love
Dr. Deborah Rosman, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for inviting me. That's great to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, we were just talking off air about the um, the amazing work that the HeartMath Institute do. Before we get into any of that, I'd just love to know a little bit more about you, your story, and, and how you became involved in the great work that you do. Well, uh, let's see how I can make this story short. <laughs> um, I actually have a background as a behavioral psychologist, and uh, I was always following my heart in some way or another. I didn't call it that as a child, wanting to understand how I could help people mm-hmm. and how I could help myself. And so that's why I went into psychology. I started at the University of Chicago and then came out to California. Um, and where a lot of new things were unfolding and never really left. But um, I got involved in meditation and Eastern psychology and actually wrote the first book uh, in the 1970s on meditating with children or how to teach children how to meditate. And it wasn't based on any particular religion or spiritual system. It was my actual PhD thesis um, going into schools, public schools, because I knew how much meditation helped me learn to center. And I wanted to be able to teach children because I wished I'd learned how to do something like that as a mm. child. And um, so I began teaching and training in Gestalt psychology. And somewhere in that process, I met HeartMath founder, Doc Childry, before HeartMath. And he was talking about the intelligence of the heart. And I just knew from my own meditation experience, as well as training in Gestalt psychology, that the heart was this center of intelligence. But I didn't know anyone else who called it that. Mm -hmm. So when he said that, and he wanted to start a research institute to actually validate it, instead of having it just be some spiritual vision Mm. i got really excited so i became the first founding executive director of HeartMath institute we started in 1991 group of 30 of us working with doc children and we brought together scientific advisory boards and all sorts of people from stanford brain research to uc berkeley out here in california and it was so exciting that's how i got started And I've been involved since its inception ever since. I'm now CEO of HeartMath Incorporated and author, co-author of many of the HeartMath books. But HeartMath keeps unfolding. The heart is limitless. And giving people tools and techniques to utilize at home, in the workplace, facilitating their meditations, their health, their wellness, their learning, the research is phenomenal on how we can get in sync with ourselves and connect with who we really are. So that's sort of the brief version of my story. I'm very grateful. I love it. You know, I think my, my industry or the coaching industry is saturated with the term mindset, you know, Mm. Carol Dweck's book, very popular, great book, but it's led people to believe, you know, the hashtag mindset is everything. And, And I think, the great work that you put out reminds us actually no it's the it's the heart set that is the center of all the most powerful can you just share some of the most basic principles that the that you the research that your organization is is um 
has undertaken and you know we're talking about the the um the electromagnetic power of the heart the connection of the nerves to the heart and the mind talk to us through some of the basic understandings that you you've gleaned sure well i think one of the biggest understandings was a complete upside down paradigm shift from how i was taught and most of us that the brain controls the heart and the heart's just heartbeat and the heart's just a pump you know, to understand that the heart has its own intrinsic nervous system called the little brain in the heart that operates independently from our head brain, which was only really uncovered by neurocardiologists in the 1990s, that's phenomenal. And the heart was renamed as a hormonal gland. It produces as much oxytocin, the bonding hormone, as the brain. And all these new discoveries about the heart uh, really help explain why we say I love you with all my heart. We don't say I love you with all my brain. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. This intrinsic nervous system of the heart it has neurons that sense, feel, learn, remember. And it's always moderating, monitoring how the body feels and sending that information in four different pathways, including the vagal nerve to the brain. And so when the body and you are feeling stressed, worried, overwhelmed, upset, you know, any of those emotions, the heart is actually changing its heart rate rhythm mm. in response to that, both in terms of how the brain perceives that and the heart body feels it. And it's sending that to the brain and the brain is responding like a good computer with fight, flight, stress response or fright. And we go into survival mode, mm. which a lot of people are living in these days. Constant stress triggers, stress reactions, constant communication of the heart and the brain that creates incoherence and shuts down our higher cognitive functions. We can't think as clearly. We have brain fog. We are overreactive. We feel up one day, down the next. <clears throat> and that's an epidemic of anxiety and depression going on. We can very quickly learn how to connect with our heart, change that heart rate variability or heart rhythm pattern, which is gonna change the message from the heart to the brain, change that stress trigger reaction and gives us higher cognitive function of how to approach the situation, maybe new solutions intuitively, or maybe just common sense, but it gives us that sense of self-empowerment and of taking charge or taking back control. That requires the heart and the heart's input to the brain. So heart math research on heart-brain synchronization, on heart rhythm coherence, on how that affects other people, how the waves of the heart's electromagnetic field transmit our vibrations, low, high, in between. We pick up each other's anger, frustration, or love. And so the research has been pretty extensive in all these areas. And we develop techniques, tools, and technology to facilitate people to be able to get more heart coherent. I love that. What are the natural states of a human being in coherence? You know, coherence, you find at all levels of nature. There's quantum coherence. There's coherence in terms of the uh, stars and how they align. Everything in the universe moves in a coherent harmony or even if there's chaos within it, like mm. stars exploding or the universe wouldn't stay together. Same with our body. If our organs and glands didn't work coherently, 
we would not be able to function. Mm. So heart, mind, emotions, when we can bring those into a coherent alignment, it activates our higher brain potentials and our intuitive mm. insight and more who we really are it connects us with the larger universe. So coherence is natural state and the heart's natural intelligence. This doesn't mean we walk around like with a book on our head and this heart rhythm mm -hmm. coherence all the time. It means we need to go be able to know how to get heart centered, get back there and then go create and be chaotic and love and play and do different things and then come back and be able to clear the stress reactions we've had and move forward. That's the promise. That's the potential. And that's what the science is saying we can do. I recently read um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural. Over he re he uh, cites a lot of research from HeartMath, and I think he talked about you know how we can access the quantum field through higher frequencies of energy, the the love frequency. Right. What are what are some of the ways with which um, people can access those higher frequencies, and what are the kind of I guess physical and social benefits of, of being in those states? Well, physiologically, when we, there's many techniques we teach, but they all start with shifting attention to the area around the heart mm. and heart-focused breathing, which is pretending your breath is flowing in and out of the heart or chest area and breathing at a slow, even rhythm, like a 10-second rhythm. And that we know will start to move the heart rate variability pattern into this beautiful sine wave, which is a coherent waveform in physics. And what that means is your activation of the parasympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system are balanced, they're synchronizing, and that sends harmony through your whole system. It signals balance and harmony that improves immune system, hormonal system, as well as mental clarity, and access to front foresight and compassion and all the best parts of ourselves. Synchronization or heart coherence is like a global activator of our higher potentials, our optimal health, learning, and performance. So it is a optimal state. And that doesn't mean we're walking around all the time mm -hmm. in it, but for personal coherence, it, there's so many studies showing as people learn to practice heart math or other heart-based techniques. And we have technology that shows you when you're really incoherent and when you're not, which helps refine your practice. Yeah. Yes, if people do that, they improve every aspect of their lives, relationships, connection with themselves. They release a lot of mental, emotional, physical health issues. Mm. And it improves what we call social coherence, teamwork in companies that we work with. We train and certify trainers within organizations that help sustain it within the organization mm -hmm. and make it part of the culture. I love that. Before I move on to leadership and then the Global Coherence Initiative, I, during lockdown, got a little puppy. <laughs> we so we have yeah. a we have a uh, we have a little uh, uh, one year old dog now, and she brings a lot of joy to the household. And I loved the story in the um, Heart Intelligence book. 
where I think it's Roland McCarty's, um, his son, isn't it? There's, there's a study with, um, I can't find his name now, but with, with his son and Mabel. His, do- his dog is Mabel and the son is Josh. Yes, yeah. Josh and Mabel. And uh, we've done it with, Al- you know, certified trainer named Ellen and her horses, Tonopa, and other animals. But heart synchronization, when you're loving, you don't have to be touching your pet who loves you. That emotional bond really amplifies this. Then you can see, and you go into this heart rhythm, coherent sine wave mode in your HRV. So does the animal, even though their heart rate is lower than yours or higher than yours, depending what kind of animal it is. So many people bought puppies during lockdown. And I think it saved so many people because they had something to really love. And, you know, we love our animals like children. I love that. In the HeartMath Solution book, that book was written late 90s. And in it, I saw this sentence. It said that there's um, an uplift in people pursuing heart purpose and meaning and connection with spirit. And that was in the late 90s. I think that was even more relevant during 2020 what have you experienced in terms of the uptake and demand on on your research and your services in the last 12 months well we didn't know what to expect but uh we brought out an introduction video course that could be either 90 minute film or 10 90 minute segments like a video course called the HeartMath Experience. And it was launched in February, 2020 at the Illuminate Film Festival as the first genre of interactive film. Mm. And it covers an overview of our research, some techniques and uh, very inspirational about where the planet's going and this new direction of heart-based living. And we're going through this chaotic time as the old paradigms are revealing their ineffectiveness and allowing new heart, new awakenings to happen. So this was right before March when everything locked down and the pandemic hit. And at that time we said, okay, we need to help people. Well, we decided to give it away. And as soon as we told our list that we we're giving it away, it created a huge groundswell of people coming into the heart mass system. And we had our best year ever, not that we planned it in terms of revenue. And even despite the pandemic where only a few people could work in the offices, we had a shipper shipping out our heart, inner balance technology and sensors. And everybody else had to work from home. And then here in California, we had, that's right. Yeah. And this is the sensor, what it looks like. Yep. Yeah, the Bluetooth one. Yep. We had um, wildfires. I hope we don't have them again this mm. year, but our whole operation, we had to evacuate. And we were evacuated for months, operating through Zoom from wherever we were in our rental homes and offices. Wow. And even despite all those challenges and having to, when we got back, re totally rehabilitate our office buildings because they were filled with smoke, even though they thankfully didn't burn down. Um, we still had so many people taking our health professional certification courses. We slashed the price there because health professionals couldn't see patients anymore and they had to switch to telehealth and our coach mentor certifications, all of that. 
yes, many, many people came to us and still are yeah. um, because people don't know where else to go when they are up against a wall. Yeah. And that has always been the saying, when there's nowhere else to go, go to your heart for the answers. And so many people were led to the heart through the pandemic and more all yeah. the time. And I think that's one of the great gifts of it while we're emerging into a kinder, more caring, even though we're more polarized at this point, society. I think, you know, connecting with the heart is such an intimate personal experience. And I've found so much truth in in what I've been experiencing with this support. And, and and I don't mean this to be an unfair question, but I'd love to know your view on it. There's there's some, if you Google heart math, there's some comments on Google that will suggest it's a pseudoscience. How how do you respond to to that? Yeah, you know, we just point them to all the Google analytics of all the published research papers, not only our own, but there's over 400 independent peer reviewed papers based upon our discoveries that other mm -hmm. universities, institutions have done to validate what HeartMath has found. So we point them to that. And the other thing is pseudoscience. Um, so much is considered pseudoscience, not just, you know, by traditional medicine mm. and traditional science would consider anything that attempted to mention um, intuition yeah. as pseudoscience. Instead of, well, you get your heart and brain nervousness and sync, you have more access to a field of information outside of time and space. Well, they don't believe in any of that. Mm. That shuts the door right there. If it's not logically linearly approved, um, and at the same time, you look at the polarization happening in the world between political parties and each one goes, I don't understand how the other could possibly think that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we see more and more of that type of separation happening. And we see that in the health field, too, between alternative health and methods and traditional methods. And yet there's more and more people who are awakening to the power and intelligence of the heart, recognizing that unless we learn to open our hearts to each other with compassion, love, care, kindness, and forgiveness, those aren't churchy words. They're what's needed to create heart coherence and get along where nothing's going to change. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not concerned about that because we've done our utmost to have uh, advisory teams from Stanford Brain Research and other places advising us or being involved in our research. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one fun quick story. Heart rate variability analysis. That's what we realized was going to show and reflect emotional state back in the early 90s. And one of our corporate clients, because we developed training programs called inner quality management, because right at that time, total quality management was the big thing for workplace. This was like, well, you're not going to have a total quality without inner quality. So let get yourself in sync and take responsibility for your reactions. And we had training programs that we taught in organizations. One of the organizations was a company in Oregon that made cardiac equipment. And the president recognized that they needed this heart map as well. And we went up there and trained and people got a lot out of it from the employees. And this leader really wanted to create a heart directed leadership culture. 
Well, one of his advisory board members was a professor at Northwestern in Chicago and very traditional MD cardiologist who actually coined the term heart rate variability, one of the pioneers for fetal monitoring. And when he saw what we taught, he wanted to debunk us. He flew down to HeartMath to look at our research with the intent of debunking us. And when he saw us hooked up to this mm -hmm. lab equipment and able through one of our techniques to actually change our HRV pattern in real time, his jaw dropped and he had a complete turnaround. He became one of our advisory members, co-authored our papers, came to all of our training programs, became one of our biggest champions. So that, you know, when people really delve in, they see the research, they look at it, then it's just a paradigm change for them, but they understand then that it's hard science. Just to touch on heart rate variability, and my understanding is, um, and I might get this wrong, but um, the, the, the measure will reflect is correlated to the states that we experience. So is it a high heart rate variability will indicate that we're experiencing more of the higher states of, of emotion? Am I getting that right? Not quite. No, so good. Correct. heart rate variability is a measure of the beat to beat to beat changes in heart rate. Mm. So we might measure our heart rate and say, oh, it's 60 beats per minute. Well, that's an average. But our technology and other HRV, heart rate variability monitors, displays the change of the heart rate beat to beat with every single beat in the electrocardiogram. It's changing. It goes from 40 to 60, down to 30, up to 80. It goes all over the place, and the average is 60 beats per minute. Now, it's all over the place when you're stressed and frustrated and angry or worried or impatient, all the stressful feelings create that jagged, herky-jerky, irregular pattern in the HRV or heart rhythm. When you're feeling love, genuine love, care, compassion, appreciation, the qualities of the heart long associated with spiritual awareness, mm. the ones that are nurturing to us, that are healthy for us, the HRV pattern becomes sine wave like a smooth rolling hills not herky-jerky at all. And it reflects how we feel inside, just like when we're stressed and frustrated, that herky-jerky pattern reflects how we feel. So heart rate variability is really an incredible reflection of our emotional state. And that's where you get a window into it with our inner balance sensor and, tech and app, where you actually can see what's going on according to your different feeling states. And we train people how to shift quickly by shifting the power of their the heart rhythm pattern facilitates the quicker shift from anxiety to calm or frustration to ease or lifting depression. It's a wonderful adjunct to therapies, which is why there's over 20,000 health professionals who use it with patients and encourage their patients to take it home to practice for emotional self-regulation. And then your baseline changes once you have that baseline change through a little practice, not a ton, then you begin to handle and move through life with more composure and ease and stress doesn't eat you up. That's incredible. I, you know, you just used the word self-regulation. I think before leaders can show up and lead others, they need to first lead themselves. And 
self-regulation is going to be huge mm-hmm. in, in helping them do that. What are some of the ways that you think, you know, there will be, you know, leaders listening to this and what are some of the practical things that they can start doing to start leading themselves and seg- uh, self Yeah. Well, I suggest they go to heartmath.com forward slash experience or just on homepage, you'll see it too, and get the heartmath experience. Mm. Download that. It's free. And watch it in 90 minutes or several chunks, whichever you prefer. And you'll learn the basics, the background, the research, what's happening on the planet, the shift that's happening as more hearts are opening and what's happening in the workplace. We have thousands, 14,000 pre and post assessments, normed and validated of our personal organizational quality assessment that was developed with the Naval Postgraduate School, where we actually, it's a normed average uh, aggregate assessment, meaning it doesn't reveal privacy information. But people take it before they take a heart math course, and then they practice the techniques for, for six weeks, and then they take it again. And the delta change is amazing as far as improvements in mental clarity, emotional balance, in sleep, in fatigue, in tension and physical elements, anxiety, the whole cascade of stress response from our emotional response to our mental clarity, to our physical health and how we sleep, our eating behaviors, all that's connected. And it measures organizational improvements, like how we get along with our boss or our presenteeism, you know, which relates to our productivity. And it measures whether I intend to leave the job. And right now, a lot of people coming off the pandemic really want a job change. They don't want to go back to that stress. So it's an incredibly important time for leaders to step back, take stock, and how they're going to improve the work environment and what their culture's values are going to be as they come back into full workplace functioning, whether people are hybrid or working in the offices. This is a planetary pause. But that gives us an opportunity to create a new normal. And this new normal needs to be based upon evidence-based science and techniques and tools that help improve health, mm. mental health, emotional health, are directly causative of our high health care costs and physical health issues and behavior uh, issues. So heart math is being sought out for by leaders to help leaders either through coaching or through workshop training or certifying somebody within the company to be a trainer and to carry it out in the company to really realign culture to more heart-based values this isn't soft and squishy this is real heart empowerment and leadership so people can get along they can connect they use techniques like we do at our company Before every meeting, we do our quick coherence technique individually for three minutes. It lets the old go, whatever we've been doing, realigns us, gets in sync. And then our meetings are shorter. They're more productive. They're more intuitive. They're more fun. Mm. Takes courage to do something different, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's a pause, planetary pause. And people listening to this can say, this, this resonates with me. I know we need to do something different. Yeah. Uh, they can contact us because we have thousands of certified health professionals and trainers and coaches, or they can do that themselves if they're inspired. But 
look at the HeartMath experience because that will take you deeper than I can in this short talk and let you know uh, whether it's something for you. Yeah, I love that. Our workplaces are full of millennials and in your your TED talk, you talked about that millennials are finding life more stressful Mm. and that's not like a oh it's all the micro stresses it's all yes like you say the slow wi-fi um traffic social media like what are some of the practical ways with which leaders can create an environment like more conducive to coherence i think the millennials and anyone who engineers especially you don't have to be a millennial but of any Mm. age really appreciate the technology seeing is believing you know when they see the heart rhythm pattern and that's what our trainers and coaches are all trained to do say hey this is what's going on in your body when you're stressed and anxious and depressed you don't have to stay there and it's not about medication it's about self-regulation and here's how so when they learn these self-regulation skills it's like food for their soul, because so many of them are purpose-driven, are wanting to contribute to the planet, feel like there's got to be a higher reason for them being here, are socially conscious or environmentally conscious, and then they look around and there's nothing except their own little tribe supporting that. And in their tribe of friends, they don't have any tools. So connecting the dots, HeartMath has tools, techniques, research, technology, that the millennials find very, very helpful and give them more connection with who they really are and more sense that they can um, create their own reality instead of be a victim of what's going on. Mm. Yeah. The Global Coherence Initiative, what is your hypothesis and what is it um, seeking to achieve? Yeah, well, there's several hypotheses. One is that we are all connected and we're connected to the Earth's magnetic fields as well. And that the core resonances of emanating from the core of the Earth actually overlap when they're measured human cardiovascular rhythms. And the resonances from the ionosphere surrounding the Earth are actually overlapping the same frequencies as human brain waves, alpha rhythm, theta rhythm. And so you've got the Earth's heart and the Earth's brain, and we're all connected to that. What happens in the solar flares or the Earth changes affects us. Mm. It affects our HRV more than amongst anything else. Research, not ours, has already found that. So one of the hypotheses is we get HRV coherent. We're always feeding the field. It's like a feedback loop. The Earth's energetic changes affect us and we are contributing our feelings our thoughts our attitudes into the earth's information field think of your heart beat as a radio broadcaster are we broadcasting and feeding the field with love and compassion and forgiveness are we feeding with anger and frustration and hate and right now in humanity it's all over some big mishmash um, creating a lot of stress So the hypothesis is, is we collectively put out coherent heart waves and radiate compassion, love, care, kindness into the field, that it helps to balance out energetically some of those stress waves. 
And as more of us do it together or increase our coherence baseline to have a more powerful coherent output into the field, we actually can help shift global consciousness. We actually help create more coherence in the field. So people everywhere have more potential to access that in their hearts if they bother to love or care they'll open their hearts more and connect more with a higher intuitive guidance their own that's so powerful Issa, I, I just sit here and smile and just think there's so much truth there has to be the, the, the like you say with the frequencies of um yeah it's incredible I, i've i've really enjoyed hearing from you i've really enjoyed hearing more about the incredible work that, that you and the institute are doing um what does the phrase always better than yesterday mean to you the phrase what always better than yesterday always better than yesterday what that would mean to me would be no matter what happens say you have an awful day everything went wrong your computer crashed the road rage in front of you the traffic jam how you handle that mm. how you move through challenges how quickly you get back to heart centeredness knowing traffic's not going to move until it moves anyway in a traffic jam so why get angry and drain all that energy the more you self-regulate in other words yeah you're creating a better day than yesterday even if yesterday was one of those perfectly smooth flowing days no challenges everything was bright we learn and grow through a combination of those flowing days and challenging days it's what we do with them it's how we handle it that makes today better than yesterday or the day after better and so forth so it's always about learning and growing and self-regulation and self-mastery so that's what it means to me every day every day i'm really grateful for your time thank you so much for the amazing work that you and your team are doing in the world it's been an honor and privilege to share space and time with you and i'd just be grateful if you'd leave us with a final thought from your good self mm, compassion have compassion for yourself compassionate latitude for yourself and others everyone's going through challenges these days more and more and it's a tremendous growth opportunity but you don't want to get down on yourself there's it's not about or anyone else because that just creates incoherence right so shift to your heart love forgive and have compassion self-compassion and latitude give each other latitude cut each other slack and that will help you manage these times and create a new normal for yourself and in your workplace based upon those core values so that's what i leave you with and again go to heartmath.com and check out the technology but mostly the heartmath experience and thank you so much for having me i appreciate you thank you so much There we go, episode 135 with Dr. Deborah Osman, the CEO of the Heart Math Incorporated. What, what amazing conversation. If your heart and mind is not expanded after that, I'm not sure what more I can bring you. My friends, I hope this has inspired you to continue to learn the power of your heart. Get into your heart, connect with your heart set, bring about more heart and mind coherence, 
and just see how it transforms your health, your well-being and the way with which you are able to lead yourself and those around you. My friends, thank you for spending time with us here at the Always Better Than Yesterday community. Come and join us over on Facebook. We are Always Better Than Yesterday, a community of nearly 700 like-hearted, like-minded human beings from all around the world. Come as you are and hopefully leave that little bit better. I'm Ryan Hartley, host and founder of Always Better Than Yesterday. Appreciate you, my friends. Let me know what you're going to take away from this. Let's keep this podcast a two-way conversation. Be sure to tag me in any social posts with your key takeaways or even email me personally. I'd love to hear from you at ryanbhartley at gmail.com. Have a great week, my friends. Always love. Always love.